clearly with some of those tattoos. Good, I'm getting worked back up. Let's go. If you feel you have been victimized or extorted by this prisoner, please contact customer service at 855-466. All subject matter of the preceding podcast is entirely alleged and not admissible in a court of law. A recklessly minimal effort has been taken to change the names and details of any guilty parties. And just in case you rat bastards get any ideas, the hosts of this podcast are notorious and well-documented liars with no legally admissible credibility. This is Mama C, and you're listening to Notes from the Pin Podcast. Welcome to prison, bitch. Greetings from the Notes from the Pin Complex prison. Don't try to cheer me up. (laughs) Greetings from the Notes from the Pin. God damn, now I'm doing it on accident. Greetings from the prison industrial complex. This is the Notes from the Pen podcast. I am Freddie, the Captain Schnertz. Along with me today, I have, of course, I have our favorite co-host, convict co-host, Bobby C. Chino. Yeah. A disgruntled, uh, on the edge, on the verge of losing his shit, Bobby C. That's me, and I'm here. What of it? Yeah, so in today's <clears throat> cheery podcast, I'm having a pretty good day down here. I'm just getting off of work. Uh, I have the salt wind in my hair. There's porpoises in the bow wake. And the ship, we're in following seas. It's beautiful weather. And nothing's going bad. And uh, Bobby is having a little bit of a, I don't know, not exactly the same thing going on with him. So he's in a yeah. bit of a funk. Well, I'm behind the boat where I've fashioned a noose out of the toe strap, and I'm just dangling behind it, flipping and flopping around like a dead goddamn fish, apparently, between bouts of complete rage and and utter fury. So, yeah, let me point. So this is what's going on. I don't know. I'm sure people on Twitter. um, So there's annoyingly positive Bobby C., right, who's doing a lot of mental work to stay stable and positive and all that, which... Ironically, Jeremy is annoyed by, doesn't really like annoyingly positive Bobby C. And then recently, because all the bullshit that's going on here, um, which is a bunch of different things culminating into just complete and utter nonsense and uh, prison inside of a prison inside of a prison, it has led me to notice that, oh, like the normal shit you're not doing isn't working, and I'm like, Captain Furious now, or just a short fuse in this place is like really getting to me. And so, um, in lieu of being able to do anything else, I'm fucking ranting. I'm like, I'm like just ready to burst at, at the shit that's going on and I'll get into it. But which is met, which is met by uh, our favorite captain with, I don't like that idea. You're a prick. I don't want you to just be a prick. And I'm like, oh, so you hate annoyingly positive Bobby C. And then when you went old fucking riled up, old school chinos back back around, you don't like that either. And uh, yeah, so uh, I'm feeling a little feisty. Been snapping at people over the JPay and the phones, and just uh, been irate. This whole shit's like slowly getting to me. Um, being on a seven month lockdown, like I said, like a prison inside of a prison. You know, I don't know how how much meditation I need to do uh, to to maintain some sort of mental stability when it's like every there's just so many layers of oppression and fucking stupid nonsense that just slowly is like just like a I'm developing like a twitch in my neck where I'm just like you know what I mean. It's hard to fucking deal with. I, whatever I have been doing to maintain sanity for the last, you know, seven years isn't enough during a coronavirus lockdown. That is only for show because we've all already had it here. And everyone's just pretending and enforcing rules they want to enforce and not enforcing the rules that, that they don't want to fucking enforce has just been just, just wearing on me. And, uh, and so that's where I'm at. What of it? Captain. Well, you and I have always had a uh, a bit of a twist in our panties when it comes to something that absolutely does not make sense. Something that is authoritarian and doesn't make sense. I think both of us are, uh, and I know this is not meant to be ironic because you're in prison, but 
we're not exactly letter of the law guys. We're more like um, intent of the law. Like, you know, if, you know, who cares about exactly what the rules are? We, we know what should happen and what makes the most sense and for everybody to get along and everybody, to, you know, for harmony to ensue. Uh, and that's not really what you're experiencing. So I imagine it gets you a little bit fired up because, you know, there's some, something I was thinking about was, you know, it's got to suck for Bobby because he doesn't have the weight pit anymore. He doesn't have the big yard anymore. He doesn't have as many call outs or things to do because they're still acting like, uh, you know, Corona is a big deal, which of course it is around the globe, but in your prison where everybody's already had it. Yeah. That just doesn't make much sense. Yeah, and I'm kind of glad you brought that up because one of the things that I was going to mention during this tirade to like relate to you and to anyone else out there, which I'm sure many people out there, our type of viewers can relate to, one of our biggest pet peeves, one of the things we've bonded on or have in common is, okay, I don't like selfish people. I don't like hypocrites. I don't like anger. There's, there's qualities that I don't like, right? But what really gets me, what is like my fucking thing, my pet peeve, my inability to call is I just cannot abide by is ignorance. And me and you share that, right? That's like a big thing for you too. And me and you are the type to like throw a toaster against the wall if it's warranted, you know, like what the fuck, you know, I, I worked for you. So I got to see it. Uh, I got to see those. I got to see outbursts of frustration with stupidity and also not to like, whatever, toot our own horns or you're functioning at least your mental capability is higher than probably your average person. So when you're dealing with someone you're forced to deal with, like a contractor or whatever you would have to deal with, you used to lose it over that shit when we'd be framing houses and you'd have to deal with a contractor. Um, would it be a contractor or a builder? One of the companies where you'd have to deal with the guy who'd come do inspections and would be wrong. And So that's one of the things I wanted to bring up with you is like, yeah, you would fucking lose your shit if you saw the shit going on in here. And it's so piled up now that it's like, I don't even know what to, like, what to reference. So, okay, so here's like a quick overview. When the corona happened, everyone's like, they haven't really dealt with it, so they're instituting all these rules, right? Now, some of them are beneficial for us, and some of them suck for us, right? The beneficial shit is corona so bad they don't want it to spread. We don't get weight pit. That's a bad thing for us. Um, but because it's so bad, they don't want COs in our houses doing shakedowns because they could spread it. That's good for us. There's pros and cons. There's silver linings to it or whatever, right? So after we've all already got it, it's a shit show. Everyone's got it. People are dying. We see dead bodies being pulled out. We see people fucked up, sick, you know, uh, going to be affected for the rest of our lives. I still, when I drink a soda, it smells like rubbing alcohol. Like my sense of smell and taste is still altered so there's all these things but it's all done it's all over it's all fucking over right so for the and it happened early this is all done by april so what we're like six months out now of like pretending so this is what happened the good things that we had like because we needed to check on our family and our family needed to check on us because corona is going on out there we were allowed to use the phone on lop we weren't getting shakedowns on lop so they don't like that. So once they can admit that, hey, Corona is really not a problem anymore, we're pretending it is, but in here it's really not a problem anymore. So we're going to get rid of the LOP, uh, uh, the phone, uh, the free time in the morning of LOP, which was started so you can check on your people to make sure they're okay, which they clearly still have the opportunity to be sick out there. So they got rid of that, but they kept the ban from going to the gym or the weight pit. They kept the ban on visits. They kept the ban on all the shit that makes their job a little easier. And then they reinstituted the shit that they wanted to reinstitute. You know what I mean? So the, so any silver lining, they got rid of that. So it's like they're in one breath, they're saying, oh, the coronavirus doesn't matter, so we're going to let people do shakedowns again. Um, and we're going to take take away the, the, the grace period for LLP so you can check on your family. But then when we asked to go to the weight pit or anywhere else other than this little blacktop in front of our unit for the last seven months, they go, oh, no, the coronavirus, though, and wear your, uh, your mask. So you're just like, wait a minute, you don't get to have both. It's one or, it's one or the other. Okay, okay, whatever, we'll ignore that. And then it's just one thing after another about this stuff. The most recent one is visits. We're doing video visits now, right? So they had to install these little like JPEG type kiosk things where you can do Skype 
Now, they're installing these things during the coronavirus. Three times a day, they come over the intercom, and they say, keep your social distancing, wear your masks. No handshakes, no card games, no high fives, no hugs, whatever, whatever. Guy's got a whole spiel he does. Kind of funny, but whatever. Social distancing. Don't be playing cards. Don't be standing close to each other. Meanwhile, we're going to shower. We're sitting at the table right next to each other. But they're installing these little kiosks in the visiting room so we can do visits. Now, there's like 10 columns in there. They install each kiosk, not on the separate columns, which would put people about 10 feet away from each other. They install four on the same column. So now everyone who goes on a visit has to wear a fucking mask during the, during the Skype visit. What kind of... That's pizza, corn, and lettuce, man. Like, who wouldn't be like, hey, shouldn't we spread these things out a little bit? And then it's just, I mean, just nonstop one after the other of examples of shit like this, where you're like, who's making these decisions? Who's, there's no oversight, and it's just, you would, oh, man, it'd be a field day for you to try to deal with it. And that shit's just slowly, the charade. Go ahead. Captain Interruption here. Are you trying to tell me that there is, like, ten columns you know, support columns for the for the whole prison in the visiting room. So, like a twenty four by twenty four or sixteen by sixteen mm-hmm. columns going straight. You know, from the foundation all the way up to carry the load for the for the roof system. We and have the, one minute remaining. And the floors above it and all that. And instead of putting one kiosk and and screen on each column. They put one on all four sides, so there's going to be four dudes basically in a circle all yelling at the same column, only from different angles? Yeah, yeah, makes sense, right? How are we even going to hear each other? Right? I mean, these are all things that a logical person would ask, which would make you wrong. How dare you? So, so yeah, so I think they, from the word, word on the street of the people who've been up there, yeah, they were like, yeah, they've, they're using about three, col- two and a half columns. So they got 10 of them up and they're just all right around each other. And, and then you, and then you realize you're like, when the newer guys are like, oh, they're fucking with us. And I have to stop and I go, I've been down a long time. It's much worse. It's much worse. They don't even think about it. It's at- Thank you for using GTL. This is a prepaid call from Bobby. Yay! Nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. I really wish they were fucking with you. That that would make me feel better. That would be like adversarial. Like, okay, fuck you. Okay, fuck me. Okay, fuck you. You know, the the seesaw would. They would obviously always have the leverage and win, but you would still get little victories, and that would be somehow that would help keep you sane. But not, not just, just that, it makes more sense. At least it makes sense. I can't imagine. I just can't see you. So there's going to be four chairs, one at all uh, cardinal directions, the, the, like you're playing musical chairs around a column uh, <laughs> or some sort of duck, duck, goo, and and everybody is going to be yelling at the column. How the fuck are we going to hear each other? And we have to wear masks. <laughs> so why even? Let's just do phone calls. Let's just do phone calls. How is that? It doesn't. Okay, so here. Okay, all right, fine, given. Maybe that's a fluke, right? Oh, maybe that's a fluke. Maybe that's a one-off. Wrong. This is MDOC we're talking about, Jack. Wrong. So recently they've decided that contraband must be coming through the mail because we can't figure this shit out. So it's got to be the mail. Right, so they had taken steps before, like no more actual pictures. Your pictures have to be printed out on paper, and and that's it. So like I have a bunch of old stacks of old pictures that got sent in, I grandfathered in, whatever. So they say no writing with colored ink, no glue, because you know Cassius used to send me stuff where it'd be like, uh, oh, I love you, Dad, or whatever, on cardboard with like crayons and shit. And they said, nope, that could be contraband. Which they instituted all this shit, like no doing that anymore, right? Uh, the contraband level dropped 0%. It was exactly the same as it always had been. It didn't stop anything because that's not what was fucking happening. But okay, so you're going to ruin all that. At least there's a reason. It doesn't make sense, and it's not stopping anything. There's a little bit of a reason to it. Now, 
since then, they've recently said, well, it's still coming in. So this other shit we've been doing, no colored pens or pencils or glues or lipstick or, or, or anything that's not just regular plain 8 by 11 and a half inch, like regular weight paper. So it's got, so that didn't do it. So let's like figure out how we can do it. Instead of just thinking that maybe it's something different happening. Genius. They go, so the new thing is no more mail. Right? We're not going to get any more mail. If you write me a letter, what they're going to do is they're going to photocopy it, send me the photocopy of the letter, and throw the original letter away. Right? Well, how are you going to pay for that, you ask? That's a lot of photocopies. That's a lot of paper and a lot of ink. We're going to use the prisoner benefit fund, which is supposed to be for our benefit, for like new basketballs, new weights. It's shit we pay for by the exorbitant price gouging they do on the store list, the commissary items, the personal property we buy, the pop machine, all those things, right? And legally, they're supposed to use it for our benefit. They can't use it for the maintenance and upkeep of the facility, right? That's, that's come out of taxpayer dollars. This money that they're fleecing from us, it's supposed to go for, like, new jump ropes, new... You get it. They're going to use that money to pay for all the ink and all the costs It's going to come out of the prisoner benefit fund, of, for a safety feature that they're instituting, right? And then you think, well, wait a minute. So if my kid writes me his first le- handwritten letter ever, the first one ever, and I want to save it, you're going to throw it away. Or if, my, God forbid, someone in your family is about to pass away and they write you a letter, you're going to photocopy it and throw the original away? You can't do That's not yours. You can't fucking do that shit. And so I get a mail reject. And I was supposed to start last month and then people like object to it so because they know they're not supposed to do shit and this is going to bring me to another point they don't ever they know they're not supposed to do shit but they do it until they're called on it and it's brought up in court and they're forced to stop they know they're not supposed to do it but they know they'll get away with it for a while um until it gets turned down if it ever gets like contested and turned down so i get a mail rejection day before yesterday and it says now remember they instituted the copy thing so it doesn't matter what's on there because you're just copying it anyways they give me a mail rejection and that they cite the thing, the, the new policy they said. It says no lipstick, colored pens, or whatever. It's, I don't know what was in there because they don't tell you specifically. So the letter I got from a friend of mine is rejected because there was colored ink, I'm assuming. But there's, there's, they, that shouldn't matter anymore, right? Wouldn't you think? Because they're, they bypassed that. Now they're just making copies of it anyways. Well, Freddie, Freddie interrupted. Oh. Freddie interrupted. So you're telling me that your wife or your girlfriend um, writes you a letter and then, you know, closes the letter with XO, 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 you know, hugs and kisses, and then has lipstick on and, and kisses the bottom of the letter, even though they're going to Xerox this, it still gets rejected? because now they have overlapping policies. And instead of using your brain and going, oh, this policy doesn't matter anymore because it, they're not actually getting the thing. Because, but they don't, they, they don't understand the logic behind why the policy was made. They just cite the policy. So they go, oh, no, this is rejected. You're not allowed to have wait, 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 wait. So If I wrote you in green ink, they would be like, uh, nope, mail rejection. Yes. Stan Holtz Galpal Bingo wrote me in blue ink. And it got rejected. Blue ink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they think contraband is getting in to the prison with blue fucking ink, and they can't think, mm-hmm. they can't rub two brain cells together and think that it could possibly be the cops? They can't, they can't, they can't reach that? Yeah. So now I got a mail rejection. So now I have to either have it destroyed, right, which I'll never know was written in it, or I have to pay out of my limited money to mail it back to the person. Now, which would normally cost maybe a stamp, right? Wrong. They send, they charge you like $2 just because they don't want it to be short, and then they take, even though it doesn't cost that, and then they take $2 out of your account. And now it's got to go all the way back. It, so, yeah, so that, that that's... Th- so. There are a million of these things that just keep happening and keep happening and keep happening and keep happening that are just at some point, it's like, I don't, I med- there's not enough minutes in a day of meditation 
to like breathe my way through this without having the occasional outburst. And now with this whole Corona thing, with us being and it, like I said, it's more of the charade. So the cops are walking around without their fucking masks on, and then depending on who's working above them, they come around and they take, make everyone put their masks on. You know, and they say social distance, and they say no playing cars or no playing dominoes. So not only are we not allowed off the blacktop, we're allowed in the unit or the blacktop right out front. No basketball? Which is, you know how, yeah, you know how, no, no hell no, no basketball. No, no, no cards, no domino, no basketball. No, no. No, nothing. And shit's been going down lately. People have been getting fights. Tensions are rising. And, and it's so obvious. But then they tell me this wouldn't just twist your fucking cap off. They literally throw their hands up and go, why is everyone acting up? But, but they're genuine. They're sincere when they're asking. They're going, what's going on? Why is everyone... And you're like, these are the people that are responsible for my well-being, like for my life. These, these are the same people that go home. They don't let their dog out outside for two whole fucking days and then they get mad when the dog chews up a, a shoe yeah yeah so this is the reason why there's there's you're finding knives in Candyland. people are getting uh busted with uh bangers it's yeah this is why yeah. shit's getting a little bit more tense but they have no clue no clue and then it'll go all the way up the top of the the, the chain of command and everyone's gonna go what's going on what's going on what's going on meanwhile I might talk to somebody in another, uh, allegedly at another spot who hasn't, they all haven't had Corona, so they are still susceptible to it, right? They're going to the weight pit. They're going to the gym. They're wide open. But our place, that's a lower level, that actually everyone is inoculated against it, doesn't, can't get the shit. No, no, no. Locked down. Fully locked down. And one month, okay. Two months, getting tense. Three months, getting ridiculous, and you're instituting more rules, and you're getting rid of the good ones. Four months, five, seven months, This apparently this is my breaking point, where it's just super, super tough to, like, keep it all together. So, you know what I mean? To where there's, like, some other psychological shit I feel going on, where I'm like, oh, no, this is like you're poking a dog, poking a dog, poking a dog, poking a dog beating the shit out of a dog, starving a dog, poking a dog, and then it sniffs at you, and you go, what a piece of shit this dog is. And I don't know how much, even if it's a well-natured dog, I don't know how much, if there's a point where that dog's just going to, you know what I mean, just sniff at you or bite you. Uh, you could, uh, I know you love dog metaphors, but it, how about uh, elementary, uh, elementary school um, kid or kids that, okay, you know, let's learn this. We're going to learn our ABCs. We're going to learn some, some math. We're going to learn some, we're going to go to lunch. We're still going to learn. We're still going to do, we're never going to go outside. You're never allowed to run. You're never allowed to do jumping jacks or just go sit in the shade or, or just, you know what I mean? Like, don't you feel like that's the whole premise of having recess when you're a kid is to, you know, I, I imagine that still goes to adulthood in some ways. I mean, I know not everybody wants to play basketball or not everybody wants to play cards, but people need to have a little bit of an outlet. Something, right? After seven months, something. People need something. And then to say no, like if there is a, like a slight bit of credibility that if they're saying that and people are dying and then a bunch of people are groups of clusters of people are still getting corona, where you might be able to go, I know it's tough, but it's for the, for the good of, you know, you don't want your friends to die. You don't want old fucking James over there to die. He's 80 years old, right? There's a little bit where you go, man, yeah, it's a tough situation, but we got to do it. But when you know it's all make-believe, and I don't mean the coronavirus is make-believe, I mean in here... No one's gotten the coronavirus in months and months and months because everyone's already had it, right? So that's really when it gets hard to swallow. When you know everyone's just pretending to pretend, the CEOs walk around and go, I know it's stupid. I know we don't. And then you go, well, why don't you say something to your uh, superiors? And they go, I mean, look, I'm just ch-. And then there's like this MDOC shoulder shrug of like, I don't know. And it goes all the way up to the top. And no one wants to say anything. And this is the place where everyone claims to have, like, take personal responsibility for your actions. Don't just follow people. Make your own decision. Thinking for a change. But no one's fucking doing it. And that's, like, the over-the-top frustrating part. We were like, oh, oh, no, like, you know it's bullshit. We all know it's bullshit. But no one will say anything to the person making the calls. You know? It's, it's, and then... And then when you add, like, and one of the things, the CEO's been writing a lot of bogue tickets, a lot of bullshit, petty-ass tickets lately. Instead of going, like, look, these guys are under a bunch of stress, like, let's not find a reason to, like, uh, uh, write them a ticket. Last night, they, uh, 
One of them rolls up on the neighbor, the young in Hollywood, and goes, I think you have onion in your bowl. They each spend, like him and two of his homeboys spend like, you know, $10 a piece, like $30 bowl cook-up. And he goes, uh, no, I don't. So he calls two of them in there, and the first kid, he goes, dump that, dump that bowl out. And the kid dumps it out. And he tells Hollywood, Hollywood goes, I'm not dumping it out. Write me a DDO, I'm not dumping it out. There's no onions in here. There was. But you're not supposed to, you know, onions are for the chow hall, but come on, man. So you want to make this kid dump a $10 bowl out who, who like, we don't have anything in here. Man, you want to take this from him? So he's like, no, I'm not doing it. So he's got to, he goes, write me a DDO then. You're going to write me a disobeying a direct order to dump my food out because you think there's onion in here. And uh, so now he's got that coming. So now he's going to have 20 to 30 days LOP for that. Instead of, like, reading the room and, like, being like, damn, like, these, these people got it tough. It's fucked up. You know, it's like at every little angle and level of hypocrisy and fuckery you could think of, it's, it's going down. Hey, when we talk about, uh, you know how some previously we've talked about connections and shit like that and how that kind of helps out with certain things. I feel like if I'm not allowed to play basketball and I'm not allowed to play domino and I'm not allowed to play cards, these are all, so that means uh, the gambling tables must have stopped. All these little outlets that are my connections because I don't have any real connections to the outside world except every, you know, once a week when my mom or my wife calls or, you know, I, I, I would venture to guess that not everybody is, is like you where it's you got a bunch of phone calls to make, and you know, but there's probably a bunch of people that are more like catfish that don't have anybody. One minute remaining. Yeah. So wouldn't that lead me to want to be a fraternity member? Because at least whatever them dudes are doing, I can go kick it with them and go get into whatever they're into. Yeah, but don't make any food with them that you could actually use some ingredient that they don't sell in the store that might actually make it edible. Because then, then if they catch you, you either got to choose between 20 days sitting in your cell for 23 and a half hours a day or, or you know what I mean, or dumping your food out and going hungry. When you call me back, you got to explain to me why an onion is dangerous. All right. But. This is a prepaid call from... It's me. Oh, that was record time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? That, uh, that's not really a big deal. No big deal? Oh, it's a big deal to me, bud. I'm impressed. Color me impressed. Good job. How'd you learn to do it like that? The kid's got some moves. Don't worry about it. Sweet. Okay, cool. Like I tell you, like I got some plugs over here. So, um, Chop just kicked Toro in the balls, and Toro did not flinch. I think he likes it. All right, sorry, that was distracting. <clears throat> so, um, oh, yeah, so you wanted to know how uh, an onion is dangerous? Or why is an onion not allowed to be in, I mean, you're you, you, allowed to have spice packs or seasoning packs for your soups, so there's got to be, like, onion powder in that shit. It's not the onion that's, like, really, you know, when I had my garden at the last spot, I grew 90 onions last uh, the last summer I was there. So they're not... It's that you can't have any um, legal way of obtaining them. So if you have them, they assume that they were stolen out of the chow hall. Uh, okay. It'd be like if you were uh, making drink and you're, you have a bunch of orange juice and it's not drink yet, but you got, a, for some reason, a whole bunch of sugar and a whole bunch of orange juice, and we know you're not allowed to just have orange juice. It needs to be in the chow hall. Which don't. Speaking of which, someone today, we're sitting this morning, sitting on a bench right by the front of the unit, and a CEO comes out holding a bowl of juice, which, gross, who's cooking fucking drinking a bowl? A bowl of orange juice and then, like, a creamer bag full of sugar or whatever. And uh, the dude's following behind him. He's like, it's not even – he's pretending to talk. He's doing it like he's talking to his homeboys, but he's doing it so the, the CEO hears, which is not going to work as a defense. He's like, let up. Uh, that's not, I'm not worried about it, though, because that's not even uh, what he thinks it is. That's just orange juice I just brought back this morning, which is fine. Maybe it is. I don't know. But here's the thing. The guy got knocked with two substance abuses and got his parole anyways by some lucky chance and then has a fixed date, meaning he's going to go home, and then now look. Like, what are you doing? Like, what? You guys don't really, you guys really don't want to go home. Like, please give me the chance. Just give me the chance to go, please. Like, you guys don't even give a fuck? You want to stay here? Cool. I don't. 
So, that, yeah, that's just a little side note. But you were you were talking about like um, pointing out how like we're not allowed to play cards or dominoes or anything. So like the connection thing, right? That's why these connections to the outside world are like the only thread of like maintaining some sort of human humanity or, or connection or semblance to being a human being with connections and shit, right? So. JK is a big one for me. You know, I send out tweets. I, I send out my writing. I talk to a bunch of the viewers, the amazing viewers out there. Um, on the old, I got a, quite a roster on the old JPay um, contact list. But because JPay is the company that makes a bid to provide the services for the services they provide, and they want the bid out, um, they're the only company that's in here doing that, so they have no competition which is why you really see firsthand why monopolies can be a bad idea because there's no need for customer service. There's no need to provide us with anything that works because we can't go anywhere else. And so for the last four to five days, the JPay services has been down to where you can't plug up and download your music, the money you've put on there. You can't use that. If you try to click anything, it'll freeze up. All you can do is get on there and and three of them are out. Three of the four, we have four for 400 people. Three of them are out of commission. One's working, but you can only plug your player up and download your any new mail and send out mail and then you, you move. Now, if you make one false move, it freezes up. So that's like a whole other level. So this morning, that's why I snapped on, oh boy, there's like 15 people in line and you're in here like trying to do silly shit with it. You're trying to like read old messages and like everyone's just trying to survive, like just plug up and get out of the way. You're almost freezing it up by clicking shit you're not supposed to click and then you're trying to write a trouble ticket which is like how you com complain to the company, which is like, trust me, they know, and they don't give a shit that there's anything wrong. And so with that being like an outlet, even that is fucked up right now. So I end up snapping on old boy, like, hey, man, get the fuck out the way. You see all of us standing back here, man. What are you doing? You're over here trying to, come on, man, have some respect. Get out of here. What, man? I'm so, just writing uh, a trouble ticket for, for helping everybody. Come on. It's not, though. It's not. Every day they, they've known it. And, like, well, please, bro, it's, like, almost there's literally 12 people behind. Everyone's waiting for this one thing to see if so they can send messages out to their people and they can get message, uh, their mail to check on everybody and counts about the end. Short yard, that's, like, a term we say. Yeah, there's one for the viewers. Short yard means, like, hey, hurry the fuck up. We got to go. Someone's in front of you at line at the bank. Hey, short yard, I got to be somewhere. Let's go. And, um... So, yeah, so that's, like, just another more recent layer, like, uh, of that, the one little thing, one of the few things you have as a connection is um, they fuck you over with. You know what I mean? Hollywood just recently got a new tablet, and it froze up, and Blaze got one. None of his apps loaded, so he can't use it. And they have two weeks to respond to a trouble ticket. They both write trouble tickets. And of course, it takes over the two weeks. And then they used to say, well, try this, try that, and try this. And then that'll give them two more weeks to, you know, you'll try it and then you'll write them back. They'll wait two more weeks to respond. But now they're saying, yeah, uh, we're so backed up. We're not even dealing with complaints right now. So, like, fuck you. And I'm so lucky mine didn't freeze up or whatever because, like, like theirs did. I'd be just out of luck. They're literally to the point now where they're like, yeah, uh, we know everything's fucked up, but we're not even doing refunds or uh, returns or replacements or we're not fixing anything. Piss off, basically. And where can you go? There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go. I'm having a hard time believing that you told old boy, please. That I said please? Yeah. Did I say please? Well, uh, in our little reenactment, you did. And I thought, there's no fucking way. Because I have a feeling oh, no, no. you were uh, chest puffed out, I'm super angry, and I never do this. So since I never do this, Today's the day I'm doing this. Get out of here, Junior. No, beat it. Get the fuck out. I'm big man on campus. Beat it. Pretended like he didn't hear me. Got up and walked off. <laughs> and then I came out <laughs> oh, and there were two people standing in front of the phone that I'm on right now, kind of like talking, and I look to see no one's using it. Now I'm just off of that tip. So I come out here and I go, hey, what's up, man? You guys using the phone or you just, what's going on? You should stand in there. And one of them's cool, I know. He's like, says, well, two, probably Jews are like 45, 50 or something. And then he's like, no, he kind of throws his hands up. And the other, you see I'm on tip. And the other dude's like, well, no, I was like, well, I'm waiting. And I'm like, you're waiting? You either use the phone or, or, or beat it or kick rocks. And he like throws his hand up. He's like, well, I was waiting. I'm like, well, then use the phone. And I start walking towards it. And he throws his hands up and he goes, well, man, it's not that big a deal and just walks off. I'm like, yeah, 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 it's not that big a deal. Beat it. 
It's just like, come on, man. Just, just a, whatever, man. This shit, and I'm not saying I was right in that situation. I could have, but that's like the type of shit that's going on. The way my brain is working, it's like, Jesus. Like, there's enough disrespect and ignorance going on everywhere around us. Like, can we cut back on it a little bit? Us personally. Yeah, but you're feeding into it. Yeah, yeah, I'm done being nice. Get out of the way. Stop being done. I don't have time. You can relate to that. I used to do that shit at work all the time. Like, give me it. I'll do it myself. Get out of here. Yeah, that may have happened. It's, uh, it's a lot, man. It's it's a lot. There was some, uh, I just lost my train of thought. There was something else I, I was going to let you know about, you know. You know, everything's just all set up to, like, to just try you and try you. It's not even purposely set up, though. It's just like, Jesus. Oh, this is what I was going to say. So there's, this is just like an example of the MDOC doesn't do what's right unless they're forced to do it or it somehow coincidentally coincides with something they will benefit from. They never just do the right thing because it's right. They just don't. What's that? Everything all right? Yeah, I'm try- I had to. Try- I tried to put hit the cough button, and it uh, didn't mute. Okay, so here's an example. So with religious, they they have like this um, equal white rights between the religions, right? So if um, the Christians get one thing, then they have to give it to the Muslims, and if the Muslims get get one thing, then they have to give it to the Buddhists. You can't discriminate based on the type of religion it is, right? So there's much more people who do who are Christian, who are in Christ, the Christian service and the Muslim service over here, and much less that are in the Buddhist. So they know that, that they're supposed to allow the Buddhist people to have an, alt, an altar, their little shrine thing with the um, little ornaments and then um, incense. Now, they know that. They know legally they're, they have to do it because they give a lot of these, they give the same type of access to these things to the other religions. They don't do it because they're like, fuck it, we just don't want to do it. We know we're supposed to, but we just don't want to do it. And then it's on uh, an inmate to sue them and go all the way through the court process, which takes years, and then get approved, and then they'll do it. They're doing the same thing with the mail process right now. So this dude, Kinsu, that I was with, if you ever look, uh, yeah, I wish I could remember his full name. He's like CBS did like a little documentary on him. It's, he's got a crazy story, but he's been down for like 30 years, and uh, he sues them. And he is—he's uh, one of the—he's like legendary in the in DLC. He's won a couple million dollars off them. What's his name? So, but he, his Kinsu is his last name. He changed it to Kinsu, K-E-N-S-U. Because it was his favorite verb. Um, no, it has something to do with—I don't remember what it. I, I get you there. Makes sense. His first name he changed to Timujin, which was Genghis Khan's original name. Well, Genghis Khan's name. So he's a big ex, like a uh, special op military dude, long flowing mullet, still like bulky and big. Um, which his heyday was in the eighties. It was like a um, um, Jean Claude Van Damme extra, or um, what's the movie um, Predator? Like, he would have been, like, one of the platoon guys, one of the guys in the, the squad in Predator running around with Arnold. I know. Oh, right. Like one of those guys. With Jesse Ventura. And, uh, yeah, he's the only guy that I've ever seen in a level four that has his own cell because he sues them so much that they know not to fuck with him. So he sues and gets the, the Buddhist rights so we can have all, all the stuff that we're supposed to have that other religions have. But this is just an example that they only do what they're supposed to when they're forced. And I was thinking that there's no oversight with the MDOC. They just fuck around and do whatever they want because there are very few people like Kinsu, first of all, who know how to file all that stuff on time in the right language and have the tenacity to stick with it to see it all the way through. Blaze actually has a little bit of that. Blaze is one case where you can look up his name, where he'll hold, hold their feet to the fire and force them to do certain things, but not really big things. And I was thinking about, you know how Bloomberg, do you see how Bloomberg paid off a bunch of fines in Florida for felons so they could vote? Yeah, I saw it. And I also thought I saw some LeBron James stuff on that same, in that same avenue. Yeah, I love that. But I was thinking, 
I'm in here like brainstorming, like what could you do to really start fixing some of the shit? Because their laws are great. Like changing the laws are going to help, but changing the laws about the way there are laws that they just fail to enforce here until their someone pulls their card on it, which is rare. So they 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 flout they flout a lot of these laws, anyways. And I was thinking, if you could get billionaires, if I had a, if I if I had Jeff Bezos money, I would take. 10, 20, 30, however many million dollars it would cost and hire 10 lawyers on retainer at a law firm whose only job would be to take cases on behalf of the inmates in prison. So people would send them like, you know, we'd send them grievances and, and say, this is what's going on. And then, you know, if you were one of these lawyers, you'd say, oh, look, we're getting a lot about this mail. Let's look into this. Oh, it looks like they're, the state of Michigan is violating federal law as how to handle mail. We're going to sue them on, you know what I mean, to get the shit done, which would create an oversight, which would actually lead to some concrete changes in your everyday life and, and the way prison is treated. If you had like a, a bank of lawyers that knew what they were doing and dedicated their time, whether pro bono or there was like a, a trust fund you could build to build up a team of lawyers to sue for the rights of prisoners and inmates, and that was their, their thing. That would actually work. And if I was a billionaire or could wrangle billionaires or start some sort of nonprofit, that's what I would do. And that's why you'll never be a billionaire. Exactly. But, you know, anyone out, any viewers that knows Bezos? You have one minute remaining. Or Bloomberg? Tell them there's an irate half-Korean dude in here that's got a great idea, and it has to do with retaining lawyers on our behalf to actually change some of the shit in state prisons because, you know, you can do all the first step acts you want with Trump and um, they're not going to apply to state law. So you need people on state levels to attack the, the system. And Are you, you you're trying to appeal to billionaires to help you with the MDOC? Oh, come on, man. I'm not appealing to anyone. I'm saying that, that that's the only thing I could see. So what I'm appealing to is if, if there's any lawyers out there that actually know people that get, they have to dedicate a certain amount of time for pro bono work or anything like that, I'm throwing an idea out there. Okay, and well, I, if, I have an idea that won't work. You know, I, I guess kidnapping the governor is off the table now. Great. Well, someone jumped a gun on that, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Good move, Michigan militia. All right. Thank you for using GTL. Is a prepaid call from Bobby. I know you're probably on a time crunch, so we'll just keep this short. Uh, Furious George, aka the insecure narcissist, aka the nine finger Mexican, aka Toro, aka Snoro, aka Boro, is uh, standing here right now. He likes uh, Furious George. It made him laugh. Nice. Good. I'm glad he likes that little nickname. So, uh, so yeah, so that, that that's just me just thinking and going like, yeah, that's probably the only way you'd actually get change is if because these these cocksuckers, they're not um, they're not ever going to do shit because it's the right. Which is you know a glaring hypocrisy or irony that this place is the justice system who will never do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. The only thing the right thing when they're forced to do it, uh, is like just kicking and screaming the whole way. So you know. Um, yeah, that's just a little glimpse into some of the, and and I I can't stress enough. This is just like the top layer. Like everywhere you turn, everything you do is pizza, corn, and lettuce. By the way, I'm done with the um, the SketchUp uh, for the pizza, corn, and lettuce logo. That should be under the NFTP logo stamp for the shirts. For anyone else who wants to support this insanity. <laughs> I shout against it. Okay, and in other uh, relatable show news, remember when we talked about Joe's daughter? Uh, there was an aspect of that that uh, m- most of the informa- or most of the communications I've had about, or people I've heard back from, oh, yeah. uh, agreed that yeah, man, that's that that would just embarrass her. You know, depending on the relationship, you know, there, I'm sure there's somewhere that a daughter and a, and a dad could have a conversation about sex toys when the daughter's almost 17, but that's not usual. You know, that's uh, what one in 50, you know, like you'd have to have a pretty, uh, I don't even know. It might even be a strange relationship, but most everybody, uh, well, some people have brought up, uh, Brittany, uh, super fan brought up the idea that maybe I'm having a bit of a, Okay, technical difficulty avoided. Uh, 
she brought up, how about nobody talks to her about it? What do you have to have a talk about? You know, what if, I mean, we kind of stressed it as, hey, no, that should be like a mom talk. But we didn't even think, well, why, you know, let the kid explore her own sexuality safely as long as she's, you know, as long as she's being, you know, there's a little toy under her bed. So what? It's not, you know what I mean? Like, maybe it's not worth bringing up from either parent. What are you going to yeah, say? Well, maybe the best thing to do, maybe the best thing to do is bring it up on a podcast where we talk about it on multiple episodes. I'm sure she fucking love that. But uh, yeah, I, um, I, I, I could see that. The, the only other option would be just to be like, like, well, okay, I'm wiping my hands of this. I just want you to know you should never be embarrassed about anything like that. It's normal. It's natural. Just so there's no, you know, but I, I could see the, the other option too, just leaving it alone. Um, the only thing that I feel like I would want to curb if, if necessary would be like, hey, that's not a shameful thing. I know it's weird. We make it weird and we make it shameful over here because we're repressed in a lot of our cultural mores or, or Christian roots. Yeah, are based on evangelical Puritan Christian shit from back in the day. And it's not weird, so don't feel weird about it because shame is, a, is one of the most dangerous things to, to developing your personality and stuff. Yeah, I, I could see that too. Yeah, I could see that too. Um, from her part. And then, but while you're saying it, I'm like, not only did, did mom know about it and maybe want to talk to her, but then pops, but then pops tells best friend Bobby C. And also tells him like, as a side note, um, on a three-way call from joint to joint with Captain there and all the viewers and, like, every continent on the planet. <laughs> just, I know no one knows and no one's going to, you know, say her name or anything, but uh, just, uh, just the idea of, like, oh, no, like, talk about horrifying if you were embarrassed by it. No, 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 you know what, Dad? It would be embarrassing if you, if you talked to me about it. Why don't you just go tell the literally people on every continent on the planet, though? That would be cool. That'd be great. Yeah, but she still enjoys the anonymity. She's all right. Yeah, yeah, I know. And it was a real moment and whatever, but I just couldn't uh, ignore that that's a thing that's happening. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, that's I could see that from old Brit Brit. Yeah, you – go ahead. Uh, love Volch. Haven't shouted out Volch before, the, the lanky goon. Um. And, you know, we all love Ghost Gerbil. There's sometimes I just, rem you know, have interactions with these uh, viewers out there that uh, I'm like, man, I, I want to name drop them occasionally because I love those people. I got questions from both of them. Yeah, I, I got questions from Ashley, too, but I don't have my uh, iPad in front of me. I'm in the alternate studio. Uh, who else you want to shout out? Go ahead. Ashley Bell. Shout out Ashley Bell and um, Lady Kathleen. And... uh Oh, Jen Marie, and there's, uh, you know, uh, Toker. I don't know about that. There's a million. Cousin Greg. Oh, Cousin Greg was supposed to come, uh, was supposed to sign. He signed up bright and early for the visiting thing, right? And what happens is when you fill out a visiting application, you have to send it to me. If you're not on my visiting list, I have to submit a new one. You can only do once every six months. He submits one right on the dime. Boom, everything's going to be good. I submit mine before that so it can get approved. My A-Russ, whose job it is to approve it, which usually takes three to four days, another joint, spends two months, nothing. I don't get the little receipt back, you know, my carbon copy showing that it's been put in there. So, I, like, I'm complaining, and finally, after over two months, like six weeks, basically, I get one. So now Greg's on there, yay, and you're on there, and, you know, there's other people that have, you know, I had to make a couple changes. So Greg calls to start because they're doing the video visit sign-ups now. So Greg calls to sign up, and they say, oh, yeah, you haven't been approved. Oh, yeah, we got your thing, but you're, you haven't been added on his, on his part. And I'm like, but I have, though. And so now they're like, oh, well, no, I don't know. You're going to, instead of checking mine and going, oh, okay, he's on that one, and then now you sent one, now let's just rerun it, and everything will be good. Now it's a whole fiasco with that, so now Greg can't. Shine up. So uh, shout out to Cousin Greg because this might be the only way we get to chop it up if they don't get their shit together and approve you for uh, this uh, Skype visit that I'll have to do behind a mask sitting inches from another three inmates yelling at the top of their lungs. So maybe it's better that it didn't work. They did us a favor, maybe. 
Mask, cousin Greg. mask time. Do you ever, do you ever hear, instead of FaceTime, do you ever hear from a lady, I want to say her name is uh, Lori Elliott. It might be Laura, but I think it's Lori. I don't know. I see her in the notes from the pen uh, string sometimes, and she's awful witty. I think that it does sound familiar. Jessica, Jessica, Jessica G, she writes. She's cool. She's uh, out in uh, Denver. I mean, out in Colorado, going to school. Sends me cool pics on, on JPay of scenery and whatnot. She's uh, awesome, too. All right, let's wrap so, this yeah, up. No, this, is, this is going long. You're going long. Oh, okay, before we go, let me just drop this. In case anyone knows, and, and, like, wants to do little gambling things that are fun and not, they don't involve money. Have you ever heard of a bust the fuck up? I assume you haven't. No, I haven't. Okay, bust the fuck up is uh, Joe used to do it with one of my fraternity members named Chap. Both two idiots would just be playing and cheating every step of the way in basketball, and they would best bet bust the fuck up. So they'd bet like three or four. So a bust the fuck up is when someone comes out on the yard. So if I had, if I owed Joe, Joe owed me like three or whatever, he'd come out on the yard and start taking care of, no matter what he's doing, I'll go, hey, Joe, bust the fuck up. And he's got to leave, drop whatever he's doing, go to his cell and sit in his cell for 10 minutes, and then he'd come back out. So Hollywood has got a gambling problem. So he, gam- so he bets that the Lakers are going to be put Miami out of it last night. But he bets 20 bust-the-fuck-ups with this kid. And I'm next to him just watching the game, and he's getting so – he's like, I'm like, oh, they're going to pull it out. They're going to pull it out. <laughs> he ends up losing. So I know he owes 20 bust-the-fuck-ups, and he's just he can't even come outside for more than two seconds without being told to go inside. And he just has to drop whatever he's doing and go sit down. He's so mad. So anyone who wants to um, take any of that gambling shit – and bet some bust the fuck ups with some people. They're uh, they're fun and demeaning, and relatively cheap. I would wait till you, but till, till the person that owes me was clearly enjoying something, like having the time of their life, and I'd be like, "No, nah, bust the fuck up." Yeah, yes, and the big performance you got to hear, Joe. Joe's the best at bust the fuck ups because he will berate you the whole way inside. And just be like, go oh, get the fuck out of here. And you'll try to say something back, and they'll just keep going, get the fuck out of here. And they're screaming all the way in. Get the fuck out of here. You just have to eat it and fucking go sit down. It's, uh, it's wonderful. So let's wrap this thing up. All right. So on behalf of myself, Mama C, and, of course, Chino, this uh, podcast is going to bust the fuck up. We're going like it to learn more about bobby and prison reform go to notesfromthepen.com this has been another notes from the pen production